Welcome to Green Scheme's very first live stream. My name is Olivia, and today with me, I have Nadra and Valerie from the Green Scheme events team. Hey, guys. <laughs> all right, so I guess um, I'm sure we all know we all here know what we're going to um, be doing today and what we're going to be discussing. On this beautiful Sunday, the three of us are inviting you to watch our short live discussion on the power of U.S. Um, suggested by the title of this live stream. Um, we'll be discussing topics from overconsumption, fast fashion, greenwashing, and most importantly, how we can use our voices and power as individuals in the community to raise awareness on environmental issues. Um, before we jump in, we do hope that you guys could tune in with us for a short while. Um, it will just be like 30 to 35 minutes. Um, and we'll also have a Q&A session at the end of our live stream. So if you have any questions, feel free to type it down in the live chat or there's a question um, like sticker, I think, a question box. So yeah, uh, feel free to do that. And don't be afraid if you want to um, share your opinions on something, um, go ahead. All right, so let's just get started, shall we? Um, I guess we prefer we jump in into um, the topic of how we can actually take action as individuals. We should talk about the main issue in our country first, right? You know, so that we can understand the whole problem and you know go back to the core of the problem. Um, so in today's discussion, we will actually be discussing um, about overconsumption. Now I'm pretty sure we all here know what overconsumption is, um, but yeah, in context of the environment, what do you think, Valenandra? What defines overconsumption? So from the word itself, overconsumption would basically mean excessive usage of something. And I guess in the context of the environment, um, fast fashion would be a really good example. So when we buy trendy clothes, we usually throw them away really quickly. And in this type of situation, not only are we overconsuming something that we don't necessarily need, but we're also throwing them away, you know, just like that in a snap of a finger. And this is basically a really big reason why textile waste dangerously, dangerously uh, increases in number every single day. Yeah, definitely agree with Valerie. It also ties in with natural resource overconsumption. Yeah. So over the years, our appetite and demand for natural resources has grown so much and we're consuming so much wood, like, for example, to make paper every day. And that as a result, many of us know that our forests are shrinking. And the two examples Valerie and I just used are only talking about clothing and paper. And there's so much more overconsumption of plastic, fish stock and a lot more examples. Yeah, definitely. Basically, the two examples that you guys use pretty much sum up what overconsumption is and also it's dangerous to the environment. So thank you. Um, but Nadra, actually, you said something that caught my interest, which is the overconsumption of plastic. Yeah, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure we all know what it is because in Indonesia, we use a lot of plastic. <laughs> yeah, we actually like a scary number of plastic. I mean, every single day, Indonesia generates 175,000 tons of waste and about 14% of them um, or 24,500 tons of them are plastic waste. And that's actually considered a really big percentage considering that we have like so many other types of waste. So why do you guys think we use so much plastic anyways? I think it's just basically because plastic is a very cheap material and also because of convenience. Considering that Indonesia is really densely populated and developing country, a lot of the low and middle income consumers depend a lot on plastic and green products are very expensive compared to non-green ones, making it harder for consumers to shift to alternatives. Yeah, um, definitely agree with Nadra. And you know, like technically speaking guys, like we can't 
you know, completely break away from plastic, you know, maybe in the long run we can, but it's going to be really hard and it will definitely take a while, um, especially since like what Andre said, our country is very dependent on it, you know, um, especially like the lower middle income class, like people living in the rural areas too, um, even us right. to be honest, like even mm -hmm. the middle income um, class who got, we are very dependent on plastic, but however, this doesn't give us an excuse to like not try to reduce it, you know, to reduce our plastic consumption. Um, but like, how do we do that? Well, one of the ways I'm pretty sure all of us know um, this, but it's to reuse our plastic. Although like the name um, itself suggests that it can only be used once, uh, we can actually store our single use um, shopping bags, for example, um, so that we can use it to our uh, for our next trip to the grocery store, you know, instead of throwing them away. Right. And um, when you say that, it sounds like a really small change. But when like a, a large number of people are doing it, a small change leads to a very big difference, you know, so it basically starts from us. Yeah, yeah we can reuse our like plastic bottles when we want to refill our water again instead of throwing them away and buying a new one. This way we can also avoid um, consuming more plastic since we can just reuse the bottle, you know. We're, um, we'll actually talk about how we as individuals can take action in more detail later on. So stay tuned with us. <laughs> yeah, guys, stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are you guys definitely have a point. And when we're like speaking of overconsumption, it always like ties in with like um, fast fashion, you know, um, like what Val said in the beginning of the segment. Um, so I guess why don't we not talk about that for a hot minute, shall we? <laughs> so I guess like the topic of fast fashion, um, we've been actually posting about that a lot in Green Scheme's posts. So check it out if you haven't, guys. But <laughs> um, today is not the time to promote. <laughs> it's a time to discuss what is fast fashion. To you guys, what defines fast fashion? Um, so fast fashion, to me, it can be considered as the cheaper, quicker manufacturing of trendy clothing styles. And these clothing styles basically only accommodate to short consumer interests in order to stay on trend. And um, this includes like most of the clothings that you see in malls. Um, they can be considered as businesses a part of the fast fashion industry. And you can actually see this because um, if you notice every single day, the clothes they display on their clothing racks change almost every week. And these types of fast fashion businesses, um, they profit a lot from, you know, tempting consumers to buy more and more because there are these new trends coming in every single week. So they just keep consuming every single week. <laughs> Yeah, that's really true. Every single time I go to shopping malls on weekends, I notice that like the mannequins of the stores have different clothes every week and the whole entire store's aesthetic changes. Like I keep thinking, where did last week's set of clothes go, you know? And the fashion industry strives to continuously produce a high amount of low quality products. Not only are these products made from materials that may harm the environment, they also get thrown away really easily. And when people continuously consume and throw away clothing, it creates a huge amount of textile waste. And this is how overconsumption and fast fashion links. Yeah. Um, you know, and speaking of textile waste, like, um, did you guys know that there's like 92 million tons of like textile waste being thrown away? And that's like really bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. On that's like honestly a really crazy number. And if you think about more we consume carelessly the more we throw away too and in the end of the day it'll lead to like this long chain of domino effect where we keep over, over consuming fast fashion uh, which leads to more accumulation of waste and when more waste is accumulated um, it's also harder for the waste to be decomposed which creates higher trash mountains and 
you know, there's this one big trash mountain in Bekasi. It's called Bantar Gebang. And I actually used to live kind of near that area. And I would just remember, like, there would be wind coming from that area and it would stink up the whole place. So obviously, it's definitely um, has a really bad impact on the environment and also on the people around it. Yeah, Bantar Gebang, for sure. We all know what, like, where that place is, right? And it's only like, mm, un it isn't only like, give off an unpleasant smell but like there's it's also not a very good sight to see you know um so yeah because but because of that like as consumers we have to be really smart about like our shopping choices you know like we'll actually touch on this topic very very soon um how we as consumers can be smart about our choices how we can take action um to solve issues like overconsumption but hopefully in this first segment we all get to understand a bit more about what overconsumption is it's dangerous to the environment and also fast fashion um and so now that we're all aware of the issue, we should start discussing about how we can solve um, this issue using our own power as individuals. So hopefully um, that was very informative. And Nadra, I'm passing the stage to you now. Okay, thank you. We actually have such a huge impact on sustainable development in our country as both consumers and citizens. So let's get into the very, very basics of what our roles as consumers are. So basically, the role of a consumer is important in an economic system because it is us who uh, demands the goods and services. For this, consumers can play a very important role in countries' um, economic growth and development, and consumers should be empowered and encouraged to be to make informed, sustainable, and healthy choices. Yeah, you know, speaking of choices, the choices we make as consumers actually matter a lot. Why? Because retailers respond based on our choices. Um, trends and fast fashion is a very obvious example for this matter. You know, when you buy clothes from fast fashion companies, they like to observe your spending patterns. They like to observe what clothes you typically buy and what these clothes are usually made out of or the colors you tend to buy among so many other variables. And so it mainly revolves around what we choose to buy as consumers in order to attract a larger market and also to increase its sales. Yeah, um, it goes back to like the saying of like, we have to be smart about our shopping choices, right? So I guess to like sum it up, like it's really, really scary how much power we have as individuals, you know? Like that's why we should be able to recognize this power um, and, you know, be smart about our choices. We have to be able to um, like, influence companies so that they'll be able to shift um, um, to producing like non-sustainable um, products to more eco-friendly products, you know, which is why it's really like important for us to be sensitive to making more eco-friendly buying decisions, you know? Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. It comes down to choosing eco-friendly options like vegan shampoo or clothes made out of natural fibers. So in order for us to consume things sustainably, or in other words, sustainable consumption, we should start buying secondhand products or reducing consumption. We'll go more in depth with this topic later on. Of course, um, I agree with you. And overconsumption causes many negative environmental and psychological effects. So we should start being more responsible as consumers who prefer to buy green products or simply keep other sustainable consumption patterns, you know? So consumers can indeed be empowered to be active market players, which can encourage business innovation and also encourage sustainable production as well as consumption. Yeah, you know, as like not only consumers, Leia, but like all of us here, we play like a really important role as citizens of the community because we can actually like, you know, not only in terms of the effort and action towards the achievement of the goal, but also we also have so much like power and role in terms of like 
um, monitoring the progress towards these goals, you know, like we have the ability to use our voices to um, make the like the country and the environment around us greener, you know, and so like this term using your own voice, like using the, the ability to use our own voices, you know, it's a really famous like um, common term that like a lot of us have heard. But what comes to your mind when you think about like when you hear this term, you know? To me, the term, the ability to use our voice means to ask for the better. It's like demanding change by voting. It's also the very basic thing we can do that starts from us. We should prioritize and take more action on things like the issues we mentioned before, which is overconsumption and fast fashion. I totally agree with Nadja. You know, I mean, action is really important. And for that, we need the help of people in power within the industry itself in order to raise awareness to such issues and also to actually work towards fixing this issue. And we know our surroundings the best. We know our community the best. And therefore, it's also easy for us to spot issues. True, true, true. Like, we obviously, as individuals of the community, we are the one who know the characteristics of the community, you know, the best, like what Val said. And you know, like nowadays with the pandemic, which is unfortunately getting worse in Indonesia, <laughs> um, but like in general, we've been using a lot of like social media and digital platforms, you know, because obviously like, you know, we're all on our phones most of the time and, you know, playing TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, EDC. So, I mean, like besides using that for entertainment, we can also share our experiences and highlight the gaps in provision, you know, we can actually, you know, use these platforms to um, raise our voices, take action. Like if you, if, if we're empowered, if young people like us are empowered with the right tools, the right skills, the right knowledge and networks, we'll be able to create such a drastic change like for our environment, for the better, obviously, you know? Yeah, we don't really realize our power we have as citizens as well. Like citizens that are talented or skillful can offer assistance. Like if you pro possess relevant knowledge about like species or biodiversity, for example, uh, citizens, uh, you can like help identify local species or trace the dynamics of the species population. And citizen science is a way of knowledge sharing and data collection to contribute to sustainability in our country. Like for example, bird watchers and amateur naturalists may be more knowledgeable about local species than experts. Mm, yeah, yeah, agree. And like to add to that, like you know, citizens, all of us, we're intelligent, we're creative, you know, we can provide like um, solutions and ideas because we know the problem um, the best. We know our community the best. You know, like, kind of like think of it like the public is kind of like a, you know, think tank gitu, um, so that we can like, that can offer, um, you know, solutions and ideas on how to solve these issues like overconsumption, for example. And you know, people who are active, citizens who are active, we're, we are encouraged to participate in like voluntary activities, you know, because why not? Mm -hmm, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people think just because they're ordinary citizens, there's like no way they can help. But even though we're not people of power within the industry itself, there are still like so many ways for us as ordinary citizens to help to, um, in working towards fixing this issue, you know, of overconsumption. So why don't we share our ideas or maybe our personal habits on how we personally help with the issue? Um, Nadja, do you want to start? Okay, sure. Um, one of the easiest, simplest ways that I can feel we can all personally help with um, is by switching to local sustainable brands. And these are the brands that produce their clothes ethically without like exploiting too much resources. Another really uh, good alternative is to shop for thrifted or rework clothes. These secondhand clothes are cheaper and are often still high quality. And these are really good options for consumers like us, especially now that like 
uh, there are so many new online rework or thrift stores opening in Indonesia. So if you need specific brand names though, washing exists. Um, Olivia and Nadra, I'm sure you guys have heard of greenwashing, right? It's not really a strange term anymore. Yeah, of course. It's really common nowadays. But like essentially greenwashing is when companies try to make um, the consumers believe that their company is doing more to protect the environment than it really is, especially now that more people are becoming environmentally conscious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all definitely agree with Nadja, you know, greenwashing is not like a strange term anymore. It's actually like very, unfortunately, a lot of companies do this, you know, a lot of companies do greenwashing. And in fact, like most of the companies or like brands that do this, they spend more of their time, their effort, their money trying to market their products as green with uh, like rather than actually making them green, you know, like a lot of right. companies like paste a sticker says like, oh, this is environmentally safe. This product is really green. But all uh, like it's just to direct their consumer and like and distract them from what's really happening behind the scenes you know yeah i actually heard of this one like case surrounding one of indonesia's major water bottled water companies um they basically announced that they've started to launch 100 percent recycled plastic packaging for their bottles but in reality it was found out that behind that statement alone the company was exploiting water springs and causing their water uh, water shortages and the recycled packaging that they continue to promote was only available uh, was only available for one of the bottle sizes and they still contribute to like half of the national plastic bottle waste right and you know i think it's really messed up for people and companies to take advantage of the environmental movement like that which is essentially what greenwashing is all about you know and the sad thing is that um so many people out there still fall victim to greenwashing simply because they're ill-informed of what is good for the environment and what isn't you know, but thankfully, though, there are ways to avoid greenwashing. Um, and one of the most obvious and easiest ways is to, of course, look for eco labels. Now, eco labels are um, official certification from qualified and independent third parties, which basically ensures that the product you're buying is environmentally safe and sustainable. For example, uh, Lembaga Ecolabel Indonesia, that's our um, national eco-labeling system. And what's so good about eco-labels is that a lot of the times they're specific in showing how this product is good for the environment or how this product is safe for the environment. So for example, they could say, oh, this product is aqua, um, aqua safe, or maybe their, product, their production processes were safe, you know, their farm practices were safe. And this is actually really important because vagueness is often the reason why people fall for greenwashing, you know. They trust really vague statements like environmentally safe far too easily. And they're just too naive, you know, instead of looking for specific information or proof. Yeah. And you know what, like this vagueness as con as consumers, we have to be very smart about it. We have to be able to like say no to it. You know, we have to be able to identify, is this like green? Is this product green? Is this product not green? Is this product sustainable or not? And so mm -hmm. like tying it with that, I think it all comes down to like our knowledge being one of the most vital element when it comes to like fighting against greenwashing. Like, for example, we can simply do our own research, you know, and check for like specifics, you know, that way we can try to avoid products that are trying to fool us, you know, like check for proof how the product is actually helping the environment. For example, if it's biodegradable, if it's non-toxic, um, let's say, and oh, and also like check for the product life cycle too, because 
it's really like ironic and it's okay there's like this thing of like this product can be promoted as environmentally friendly towards the environment without mentioning its harm during the production process or after disposal so yeah the product might be environmentally friendly but you know making the product it might like create a lot of excessive air and water emissions for example and you know um that's just very pointless and ironic like some aja you know like that we're all mm. being tapped into that like whole of greenwashing <laughs> right dude i totally agree with you i mean i day knowledge is the basis of environmental awareness you know we have to know what products to look for or what specific information to look for and what to avoid yeah that's really true and that brings us to our conclusion so all in all it just really starts with us we should recognize and acknowledge our power over the environment and sustainability so we should like inspire people around us and use our voices for issues like these right definitely and remember that hope doesn't come from calculating whether the good news is winning over the bad it's simply a choice to take action so we hope that the audience today has learned something from our Instagram live stream, and we hope that we've given you a gist of the kind of power we have as consumers and as citizens. And we also hope that you guys are able to um, learn together and uh, is more aware of like one of the biggest problems in Indonesia, which is overconsumption and also fast fashion and like how we can avoid greenwashing, how you know we can be more smarter about our choices you can take action and help this problem. You know, it all starts from us, basically. So thank you for so much for tuning in with us today, guys. Um, we hope that you enjoy our little chit-chat session. Um, and thank you for everyone who stayed with us throughout the whole thing. Um, before we leave, though, we will open a like a short Q&A session in five minutes. Um, so if you guys have any questions, feel free to type them down in the, the live chat. Or maybe there's a question like, um, this like <laughs> element, <laughs> like the sticker, you can you can just like write it down, or maybe if you just want to share an opinion, we can discuss it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, before while we wait for um the questions, or if anyone wants to share anything, um Val, Nadu, do you guys want to talk about like some experiences that you have with this topic that we're talking about? Uh, right. So talking about overconsumption, I know that like in the live stream itself, we're focusing on fast fashion. But I think um, another big issue of overconsumption in Indonesia is the overconsumption of plastic, right? And you guys can definitely see this. I don't know if you guys have seen it before, but um, if you go into supermarkets, sometimes you see fruits like most commonly oranges and bananas, and they're individually wrapped with plastics. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, it's so much unnecessary waste, so much unnecessary plastic being used, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of uh, food and plastic, um, personally, from what I've observed, like when ordering food from deliveries throughout the pandemic, is that many companies have tried to cut down the use of plastic um, with methods such as switching plastic, um, plastic straws to paper straws and using paper bags instead of plastic bags. However, there are still many that use plastic utensils wrapped in plastic uh, wrap with plastic as packaging and some even individually um, pack the food items in plastic so it really defeats the purpose in a sense but it's nice though to see that companies are now um, starting and trying to make changes with their packaging to become more eco-friendly so that's something we should acknowledge as well yeah definitely yeah, like it's impossible for us to completely break um, from plastic especially like in like in an instant but yeah i mean like with the plastic ban in indonesia you know you guys heard the news right 82 percent of our plastic usage has gone down <laughs> um but yeah that's a really good sign although um the companies are kind of like uh, decreasing the plastic bags but like they're still like using some other um plastic for their food containers like there's you know it's still one step 
um, towards a greener future. So actually, we do have all, uh, some questions, and I guess we'll just have to like uh, I'll just okay. Does it show for you guys? Um, um I don't think I can see. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'll just read it out. Yeah. Okay. So this is from um, Exo Stella. So she asked um, to everyone. Um, so it, this includes like I know everyone else watching this too. What's your advice on plus size thrifting? Because plus size clothes are difficult to thrift for. So Val, um, I mean, okay, maybe I'll just kind of like start. Personally for me, because um, I was a plus size back then, it was also really hard um, to thrift uh, like for um, plus size clothes. You know, even like for um, back then, finding plus size clothes in general <laughs> was really hard, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, I guess like for my personal experience, um, plus size, um, plus size thrifting is definitely like, um, like no, it's not common, but there are like there are some thrift stores out there that are specifically for um you know uh, plus size um clothes so yeah there's definitely you know what do you guys think there's there are definitely some stores out there maybe not as common yeah, but you know there. yeah I, yeah it's, I, it's really like sorry sorry go 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 no go <laughs> okay um i agree i definitely agree with what liv just said um, like a lot of stores in general, they don't really provide plus si plus size clothing as well. So I think that's kind of an issue as well. Um, but we can obviously um, start to find their stores that sell plus plus size um, clothes as well. Mm -hmm, right. And oh, of course. Well, can you continue? <laughs> as really quick. Um, obviously, if I know that some don't really provide plus size clothing and this is what we mean when we say like we can't completely cut out fast fashion from our from our lives but we can always buy in moderation you know just buy what you need instead of what you want yeah definitely agree again like you know you can't completely cut out of fast fashion but we can try yeah <laughs> um all right thank you so much for the question we have a few more questions um all right so this is a question from Katiana Kamdani, <laughs> boss. <laughs> oh, she asked us, what's your favorite local brand? Right. Um, Did I start? Yeah. I mean, you guys drift more than me, so definitely. <laughs> okay, so I don't, this is mostly like thrift stores, but um, there are a lot in Indonesia, actually. One of my favorites is, you guys actually posted about it, it's Thrifted Gems, and then there's also like, Montage Parlor, I think that's how you say the brand name. And there's also one near Bukasi, actually. It's Lucky Youth Thrift. And these are like just the ones that I usually thrift from. But there are a lot out there, you know, there are a lot of options. Yeah. What about you guys? Okay. Um, I don't think these are thrift stores. <laughs> these aren't really thrift stores. They are local brands, though. So I really like to get my like Muslim clothes uh, from Indonesian brands. Like, I think there's one. Um, in Pim, it's called Kami. It's it has really nice clothes there, so I really like to um, support that that brand specifically. Yep. How about and that, like, um, I guess like when it comes to like also sustainable like um, products, like, yeah, like banyak banget out there. Um, you know, personally for me, like I usually just like up um, like I kind of make my own like bottles out of um, plastic that I don't need anymore. So maybe like for sustainable products, um, for me personally, uh, again, I don't really shop a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, so thrift stores and there's like a lot out there. Like, oh, for to add for thrift stores, Shops Haven also. We actually made a post about that, so check it out. 
but yeah um it's it's really like kind of like uh it's it's relieving yeah, to see that uh, to, to see that Indonesia itu lebih kayak we're we're maju lah ya in terms of like we're a lot of a lot of sustainable clothing and um like stores and sustainable product stores and online juga banyak banget so yeah right hopefully thank you Kathy for the question <laughs> um ooh, we have more questions all right so this is a question from Carla she said what should we do to the fast fashion clothes that we have now um So I think I'll just start first by Agantian. But obviously, um, like what we're talking about, thrift. Ah, guys, you can sell them to the thrift stores. I thought, you know, I guess like, again, I don't really like shop a lot. But yeah, you can definitely sell them to thrift stores, you know. And that's, it's a really green, um, it's a very green, very sustainable. And so instead of throwing them away, you can, you know, let other people buy it, you know. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. Okay, I'll go, yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I've actually cleaned out my closet recently and I realized like I've grown out of many of them. So I think what we can do with our um, clothes that we purchase from fast, fast, fast fashion brands are upcycling. Like I'm pretty sure Greenski did a workshop on making clothes made out of tote, like making tote bags out of clothes. So we can um, start to upcycle the clothes that we don't use anymore. Right. I. I- agree um if you have like fast fashion clothing in your closet right now obviously keep it but if you grew out of it or something you can always donate it to other people you know or pass it down to your younger siblings which is what a lot of people do mm-hmm. that's yeah like what Kathy said donate <laughs> donate yeah um all right so ooh, an interesting question from Stella again <laughs> Stella right yeah <laughs> so how do we know whether our food has plastic or not Big <laughs> question. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, Nadja, you want to oh. go? Uh, I thought I thought someone was going. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to be honest, like a lot of the foods we eat now, especially fish, they should contain like to a certain extent microplastics. You know, because there's just there's no way we can completely avoid that. Even um, I read the other day that we have microplastics within our bodies as well because of what we're consuming. So um, obviously just try to buy from um, sustainable food brands, you know, that you know are, um, they farm their animals in a sustainable way and they sell good quality products. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Yeah, basically, (laughs) um, set that out for, But we can't really break away from plastic. Microplastics will always be there. Um, but you know, speaking of microplastic, we actually have a question. Thank you, by the way, Stella, for the question. We actually have a question, um, which I can, mm-hmm. I can say that we can relate it to microplastic. So Angel, um, she asked to everyone, what's your take on the future of beauty, the beauty industry in Indonesia? Is it becoming like fast fashion? Just like to add, I guess beauty industry can be a skincare, makeup, and Um, they actually contain a lot of microplastic too, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I guess like not all of them because there are sustainable makeup brands, skincare brands out there, but you know, uh, most of them do have microplastic in them, It, like, you know, and sunscreen too. Sunscreen apparently has a lot of microplastic in them. So yeah. Um, Nadja, maybe you want to Okay, sure. Um, so you know how the beauty industry um, products and packaging have to look good and be pretty so that the consumers will pick them right off the shelf and buy them? 
Yeah, plastic packaging brings down production and transportation costs for producers as well, which is why like it's a very accessible and reasonable price for consumers, making um, beauty products like these easy to use and encouraging disposal and new purchase purchases. So it attracts consumers to buy more and more. But the issue arises here, which is the stage at which we are throwing our products away. Um, unfortunately, in the same vein as the issues that arise with fast fashion, beauty products are incredibly hard to dispose of sustainably. Like due to the complex makeup of our um, beauty products, Recycling them isn't as easy as it sounds. Like there are irregular sized containers that require additional effort for segregation. And there are also like really tiny um, lids, caps, wands that slip through the cracks of traditional recycling machinery. And in there are places in Indonesia without like adequate recycling facilities. And these products can then contribute to the pollution of water bodies as well. And so relating it back to our um, main topic, which is overconsumption, we know that recycling our beauty products is of the utmost important in tackling the growing issue of um, the amount of plastic in our oceans. But the issue need not be solely based about what we buy, rather about how much we buy, like how much we buy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right, I agree. And you also have to pay attention to like um, the skincare you buy. The skincare you buy, you know, pay attention to the ingredients, the formulas. Make sure that they're sustainable as much as possible. And again, like I feel like not just um, the most important part to knowing what you should and what you shouldn't buy. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you so much, Angel, for the question. We have, I think, two more questions. Give me a second. <laughs> All right, so it's a question from Kati. <laughs> what do we do with the filter bag after we've washed it? How do we wash the filter bag itself? So, I'll make this. Um, so I think when uh, when I was referring to filter bags, I was referring to like the filter bag technology that is already incorporated like inside a lot of laundry machines these days. Like a lot of laundry machines have like um, microfiber filter technology, right? And basically what happens is that um, these prevent them from entering the ocean and instead they get um, properly disposed of like on land, you know, but obviously not in an irresponsible way, not in like, yeah. Thank you, Val, for the answer. Hopefully that answers the question, Ekati. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's, we have one more question and it's from Caitlin. Woo. So do you know any substitute for plastic? Um, okay, I'll just answer this like, quickly, but I guess like, Obviously, it depends on like, um, for example, plastic bag. Can plastic, the alternative would be like using the reusable bags, the cloth bags, you know. Um, however, like, you know, fun fact, actually, our store team ha um, is experimenting um, with like, uh, I'm not sure, like glycerin or something. Is that how to say it? <laughs> um, we're, experiment we're experimenting to make new like, like plastic, like, um, like non biodegradable plastic yes biodegradable plastic so yeah like um there are so many alternatives out there it depends on like um what type of like for example plastic spoons obviously the alternative is like aluminium or like those like um, metal ones right and then if it's plastic bag then you know the alternative would be uh, shopping bags that are like tote bags you know um and then again call uh plastic in general there are some there are a lot of alternatives um we like i guess like everyone it, it we're trying to find like solutions and other alternatives to um so, so that we can try to reduce um like plastic the plastic production but yeah um just like to update you guys on like what green scheme has been doing we're actually been experimenting to make plastic out of like 
biodegradable products. But hopefully that answered the question, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. We actually got it from a TikTok, which I mean, guys, TikTok. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've like, we're experimenting, like making um, plastic, like actual plastic, but like with biodegradable stuff and stuff that we can find at home too. So yeah, maybe, who knows, that would be, that can become the new future, you know, like the new plastic, the safe plastic in the future. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it is really cool. <laughs> it really um, is. Uh, do, do you guys want to add anything else? I think we've answered, the, answered all the questions already. Um, mm -hmm. If not, I guess. Um, all right. So if anyone else wants to type another question in or, you know, if you want to just add, like, if you just want to, like, say something that we can discuss, definitely feel free to. But if not, um, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in with us. Um, the three of us are very, um, like, grateful that um, a lot of people came. A lot of people. Thank you guys so much for um, participating um, and, and asking questions. Thank you just for, um, hopefully, this was a very informative, educating live stream for you guys. Oh, Stella asked when we'll be able to see this project in progress. Well, uh, we're still experimenting, <laughs> but um, we'll update you as soon as possible. That's why, guys, stay, um, stay tuned, okay, in Green Scheme Story. Um, so yeah, um, thank you so much everyone for tuning in. We're, uh, don't worry because we will have future live streams again. So who knows if you um, have any topics that you want us to discuss, you want um, you want us to talk about during the live stream, feel free to drop Green Scheme a DM in this account. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next guest in our live stream. So yeah, um, if Val, another, do you have anything to add? No, unless there are like, yeah. All right. So I guess thank you again, everyone, for joining. And hopefully this was very fun, very educating. And see you guys next time. Okay? Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. Guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.